Welcome back to Making the Metaverse with me, Michael Carter. Making the Metaverse is presented by OnTheBlockchain.ca, Canada's fastest growing blockchain community. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, after a little hiatus, uh, I'm back. It's Michael with uh, Making the Metaverse uh, podcast. I think it's been so long, I almost forgot the title of my own show. <laughs> um, I'm absolutely delighted. I just had a wonderful conversation with uh, Afzal Majid, who um, has a, a wonderful warmth and and really some great experience in the world. Um, he's an experienced business leader uh, with a background in growing businesses and managing business operations um, at some big firms. Uh, you probably have heard of them, uh, Chili's at Socios.com, uh, Binance, Food Panda, uh, another corporation called Total Energies. Um, he's well-educated. He's got a, a master's degree in banking and finance and specialized knowledge in blockchain operations, crypto, fintech, uh, market research, lots to offer, really just um, really just so pleased and, and grateful that, you, that you're gonna be on the show today. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing great, it's just amazing. And, and this, is your, uh, this is your first podcast, is that right? Yeah. All yes. right. I've been some on live, uh, some events and some other but uh, on podcast this is the first time i have been fantastic oh it's great i'm i'm so happy um so so i gave you the kind of like the formal the formal intro so but i'd like to get the personal intro t- 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 tell us about yourself who are you where are you what are you doing so like then just not person i wouldn't say and i was born and raised in a small village in pakistan and huh? Uh, I was uh, like, I'm the first one in my family who can read and write. And then I just graduated from uh, one of the best public universities in Pakistan. Oh, hold on, hold on. Wait, stop there. So you, you were the first one in your family to read and write? Yes. It's like I'm from a very small village. It's uh, near Pakistan in India border. And uh, it's like I'm the first one in my family who went to school because my parents always thought like, we should have someone who I, I was the youngest in my family so they pushed me a lot from my childhood they like just telling me every day you can you know, we want you to become the one who changed the life family tree forever so i was the first one who went to school and then just i never looked back and you and and then you graduated from a top university yes i graduated from university of punjab and I have studied through, uh, throughout my life, through scholarships, like from, I was good in uh, schools, in education. So I got scholarship of one and other graduation then in master. So with the help of scholarships, I was able to graduate. Wow. That is, wow. I didn't know that part about your story. That That's fantastic. Um, wow. That, that's just really amazing. I, it's, it's such a great story to hear. Yes, um, it's in, in our country, it's a little bit different. Even uh, the graduation is like, maybe you get education easier, but the life after graduation, it's really, really hard. Like I was graduated and the first job, getting first job was the biggest nightmare in my life. 
I I still remember I have applied like two or three thousand more than two or two or three thousand companies for getting a job. I appeared in one hundred plus PPSC, FPSC. There are some exams to qualify for the interview. I appeared like one hundred plus written exams to qualify for the interview. Like if, if there are four positions, like. Four or five thousand candidates appearing in the test all have qualified master degree and they are appearing in the test to qualify for the interview. This is how hard it is to get your first job. So, and I was I applied like one hundred. I still remember. I am pretty sure I have given one hundred plus entry level exam just to qualify for the interview, and I almost failed in all of them. Just one. I just passed a one test. For it was like a first state bank of Pakistan. i passed the written test and then in the interview i got failed and other than i applied for i really wanted to when i was a young you know, it was i just really wanted to go to the army and uh, i like i applied for four five times initially failed in all tests first three times i was failing all the tests and then i passed the test and move on but still failing their ibcc like their fast last exam is like they took you for 3 days and they go through different tests then again failed so but luckily after like i've graduated in 2018 19 and getting first job it took me one year to get my first job what so wow what what kept you it must have been hard Yes, I assume was, that your family yeah. your family didn't have a lot did your family have a lot of resources? No, my family didn't have a lot of resources. I, I assume, yeah. And there was no one educated and no one was able to guide me how to get a job, what to you know, so, I didn't have any reference in the people who are working in the companies. I didn't have any reference and without reference and without it was a little bit hard. So I just like daily spending spending the whole day on the laptop applying applying I didn't you know writing resumes going through different things just just kept and i didn't give up i like there was i never what, thought of why didn't you give up what like it's like in my mind uh, you know they my family have so many hopes like like i was the only one who went to school now if i failed all of my you know, other people who never went to school they will feel like he studied he failed what is the point of mm. we going to the school So I said no, no. I am not gonna give my dismiss to all my relatives and the family members. So I said no. Whatsoever gonna happen, just keep trying, keep trying. And first job I got, it was as an invigilator in British Council for their O level and A levels exam after MBA graduation. This was my first job. You were a proctor. Yes, I was invigilator for their O levels, A level exams, uh, for as a part time. In you know, in the summer they have some exams, so I spent like few months as an invigilator, and still I was giving some other exams and still. But uh, luckily there was another exam for a management training program. It was a Total Energy Oil Marketing Company. It's a French company. They advertise the program, and I appeared in the test. And still remember we were like. For three or four thousand people who appeared in the written test, and one hundred was uh, qualified for the interview, and out of those one hundred, ten was selected. Ten or fifteen, fifteen was selected, and I was one of those fifteen. Wow. And this was the first experience of getting job. And and, and this was to be an invigilator. No, uh, for the uh, when I was doing invigilator, 
uh, that this was a proper full-time job for one year in total energies my first proper professional job aha uh-huh. okay wow amazing and this is how my story started <laughs> <laughs> wow that this just you know one of the things that that um LinkedIn is one of my main sources of information on people. And uh, I look them up and I, I read their bios. And what, one of, what LinkedIn doesn't give me is the backstory. Yeah. On, on LinkedIn, you know, we, we all look so professional. We all look like we're successful. You know, that's what it's supposed to be, right? It's, it's an advertising yeah. platform, really. Yes. You know, yes. self-advertising platform. But... You know, as as you're talking to me, what I'm realizing in this moment is that it what it doesn't do is tell the story of where people began and yes. and and what they went through to get where they are. So and and that's one of the things that you know, one of the things that um, as someone you know, I I I grew up in a pretty uh, uh, humble home, I would say nobody in my family had ever gone past high school. Um, and, uh, and as I, as I evolved and as I grew, like you did, you know, progressed and used school to make a change in my life. Um, and started seeing the people around me change the, the, like, you know what I mean? Like the kinds of people that are in my, in my airspace changing. Right. And then, and then realizing that like from the outside looking in, everybody looks like they come from success or they come from uh, wealth uh, financed homes or, you know, and, and, and largely that is true. Like that, that is true. But then there are people that, um, that, that sort of, climb their way up and in into those spaces it's so great to uh to hear that story wow i was not expecting that (laughs) so um so so you so this was all the way up to total energies right yes okay so you've already had like a success story like you like you've really done an amazing thing with your life already um, and then you you continue to grow and evolve. So what comes next? Yeah, so it's uh, the first try job started in 2019, and it was just a one year training program. And luckily or unluckily, uh, it ended in like to, in May 2020, the start of the pandemic. Mm. And uh, you know the pandemic started. And before one month before our training program end, after training program, mostly what happened is that companies offer jobs to all the training program. But my training program ended in 2020 May, and just a one month before Pakistan had a full lockdown. And you know when lockdown happened, oil marketing companies they went into crisis all mm-hmm. over the world, not just mm-hmm. Pakistan, any country, all over the world they went into crisis. And same mine. Uh, went into crisis and they, they, let, they just let go all of their training trainees just to go and we we cannot retain you. And we just, all of, all of our trainings, they again become unemployed. And meanwhile, at that time- uh, so, before, hold uh, on. So, just, let me get this straight. <laughs> you spend your whole life beating the odds, 
Yes. And you you finally get this this thing that you've been, you know, the promise oh, yes. that you've been chasing your whole life. And a month later, it disappears. No, it's like it's a one. It was a one year program. One year later, it disappears. But one year after what happened is that after one year of training, they ask the most of the times companies, you know, they give they offer a permanent job to all of their yeah. employees. Mm-hmm. All of their trainees, but our training program unfortunately ended in the start of the pandemic when the all all the Pakistan went into okay, I see, okay, and all the oil marketing company went into crisis. You know, all our traveling, everything stopped, and we all just all of level were fifteen MTOs. We just all let go. You can just go. We cannot hire you or offer you any position. So, but luckily, uh, when they asked this, like I was, I was a little bit uh, thinking, like, okay, these are going down, but pandemic. What are the organizations which are going to grow, which are going to have a you know much more progress? Then there was a food panda recently started in Pakistan. It was a food delivery app, uh, and there was very few restaurants working with them, and they were looking for someone who can, uh, you know. Uh, who can bring more restaurants on the platform and go on each restaurant and tell them, okay, uh, you know, restaurants are shutting down, but you can still continue your business. Just mm. keep this device and you will get other on this on this device and you can just deliver to the customer. They were looking for someone who know how to use the device. And so they can train the, uh, you, you, my job was basically to go to the restaurant, uh, show them this is our device and this is how to use it. If you have any issue in the device, technical issue, you can reach out to me. I can help you with the device. Uh, so my main role was to manage all of the restaurants owners. And there was like some of the people were educated, some are don't know the language, some were like very poor. So my main goal was to understand the person, uh, understand his understanding ability, and then explain thing in a very very easy way to help him understand. So I just went to into this and just like and uh, it, it grew, good. it grew yes. like yes, like really big, right? It become very big, and we, like I was managing Sialkot City, and I. First, I started like 40, 50 restaurants. Then I had like four, 400 or 500 restaurants. And I was managing all of them alone. And like my phone ringing all day and night. Oh, oh we have this issue. We have this issue. We have this issue. Please come and help us. Help us. And, we are and no chat GPT yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so you have I, to answer them all. <laughs> yes, answer them all. And sometimes before going to sleep, you have to shut down, you shut up, you know, just completely off your mobile phone, then you can go to sleep. Otherwise, they will keep calling you all day and night. Wow. And it was good experience, really. It changed my perspective of dealing with people. It teach me how to deal with people, not just the people who know things, how to use. There were some people who didn't, who have never used an uh, iPhone device, you know, simple uh, Android device or phone in their whole life. And I was giving them a very complicated, for them, it was really complicated. How we will receive order on this? What is this? How we will receive order on this? Click this. How will someone come and we will give them food and they will they give us money? I, because people are not very educated. So it was a little bit hard, but it was also good experience to explain them in a very simple and easy to understand way. So I spent like uh, around one and a half year working with Food Panda. And I was, then I thought, okay, now this has, in one year, it become a very huge success 
and in just two years i see like all the successes now has happened in this space what next so and you you were thinking what next yes what next so wow. i'm not i i thought like what i have given my 100 percent yeah grow this business from this to this space and now in my city uh, we i have all the restaurants on the platform everyone is working with us they are having good others we have grown so much now we just need to maintain hmm. and i was not feeling uh, you know, getting kicked to keep doing it so i was thinking maybe what's next i need to do something which is now progressing and then i started looking into the blockchain space and how, then I how come why what tell me about how blockchain became because i it's interesting to me because uh, i mean what you're what you're what you're doing with Food Panda there is largely a payment platform, yes. right? And that was my PhD work was on was on digital payment systems, and which is how I kind of um, found my way into blockchain, into cryptocurrencies. So I'm curious to hear how if those two are connected for you, or if it's some other way that that blockchain came into your into your life. So it was. Uh... Actually, what happened is that Pakistan was suffering through inflation, going through inflation, and it like inflation was so extreme, so extreme that people started exploring other ways how to save their savings and investment. And mm -hmm. uh, crypto was the only thing uh, that you can just you know you can hold a dollar, stable coins, and any other dollars you can have a Bitcoin. It can help you, you know. And the market was evolving. It was big. It was the time of the boom. Bitcoin yeah. was you know was going up. up. So that was a nice was, time. <laughs> uh, so everyone was just going into this, going into this, and then they had a really uh, cool product. It was a P2P. Uh, it's a Binance P2P platform. Yep. And they have, uh, it's a through which, P2P platform is a platform through which people can buy and sell crypto using local fiat currencies. Means if you want to buy a, uh, buy a USDT, you can go to the platform and people have ads over there. So if you want to buy 10, 10, BTC, uh, 10 USDT, uh, you will see the price in local currency. So there, people have their accounts there, you transfer amount to their accounts and then they will release crypto. And Binance is an intermediate platform which manage both uh, buyers and sellers and people can just come on them, trade on, trade on them. Then they are the intermediates who resolve those other issues. At that time, we have a large number of uh, merchants working on the platform and mm. they need someone who understands the market, who under understands the people and uh, who can manage people really well. Although I didn't have any very expert in the cryptocurrency space, but I was the only thing in which, in which I was skilled how to deal with people, how to manage people, especially uh, vendors, merchants. This, right. this was yeah. expertise in my previous job. Based on that expertise, they hired me to last time I met them at 300 and they have a very few, they had, they, they didn't have a large number of uh, merchants on the platform. They have a very few. So my job was just to manage those merchants, manage their, resolve their issues on day to day basis. And I just went into this and then I started learning about crypto, about blockchain. I had a previous background MBA in finance. So I already knew banking and finance very well, mm -hmm. which definitely helped me understand crypto and blockchain mm -hmm. much better. Mm -hmm. And then I just keep, kept learning, kept learning. And then I was, I got an opportunity to move to Europe. So I moved to Italy 
and I kept working and learning. And then I thought, oh, now I need to, I just want to work with some different people, some European people. And I was a little bit bored, not bored. It's like a little bit when you're working remotely in a different country, you're not going out, you're not learning. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. Yes. So I was just working remotely all day and night. And I was thinking, oh, I need to go out. I need to, you know, be with people. So I learned the language culture, especially it was a very big cultural shock for me because the life over there and life in Europe, it's really, really, really uh, different. And I just got an opportunity to work with Chilis. And then I, it has been now almost a year working with Chilis. Okay. And changed my life forever and just having very, wow. very different experiences. Wow. It's really amazing. You've got such a, a, a great story, <laughs> really. Um, and one of the, one of the things I love about it is, um, you know, is the way that you say that it, that it's life changing. Um, and that, you know, as you're aware, I'm sure a lot of the mainstream media discussions of crypto and blockchain, you know, is always, is a lot of negative, a lot of the, you know, it, it's filled with people that are scammers and cheaters and liars. And um, I've had the opposite experience. I mean, that does happen, certainly. And I've met those people, but I've also met lots and lots and lots and lots of people whose lives have changed through these technologies. They, they've, found happiness and joy in their work they've started businesses or they've joined big businesses that have given them great jobs um there's just so many really uh amazing opportunities and more to come in my in my opinion um i remember uh you speaking of the the bull run uh and uh uh, Chili's. I I remember watching Chili's go on a run in that time, and it it was wild. It went, I don't remember what it was. It was like ten x in a in a in a week or something, and I thought that was good. And then it, it continued. It went to like forty x at some point, I think, from when I had picked it up. But I had exited already, so I was, I, you know, I. Highest was from 0.01. It went to like 0.57. Yes, like that's the run I'm talking about. Yeah, so I I was on the run from like 0.01 to, and I exited at 0.1. I was out, and I thought, wow, I did it right. I you know I I didn't get greedy. <laughs> I lost. <laughs> I left a lot on the table. <laughs> yeah. But it's good. Um, you know, sometimes it's good. You know. Uh, you know, the target profit where you want yeah. to just go out, although you miss some, a lot of the profit, but still it's not about just profit. It's about how you plan your trading. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you know, your exit point, you know, your entry yeah. point, you know, yeah. stick to your rules. So yeah. it's always, it's just a, not just for another person. If you're greedy, then you lose definitely. <laughs> did you trade at all when you were with Binance or were you just, strictly no. working in the in the industry so i have been working in the industry only i am not a very good trader okay so and uh, while working for binance and some other companies you it's also you know when you are working you know some of the information and it's right uh, yeah we've seen that yeah yes yeah, so that's gotten we, some people into trouble yeah you just don't trade so no one yeah. is uh, 
allowed to trade and people uh, especially even for uh, binance or some other companies people who are working in they don't hire good people who, good people who are good in trading they never hire traders uh, i see yeah only, that makes sense they yeah hire, they, hire, they hire the people only who are good in the, doing their jobs yeah and who are in their professions like uh, they hired me because i was good in dealing with people and they needed yeah. some deal with people they didn't need anyone's to uh, you know manage the blockchain or some other mm-hmm. technical stuff they needed someone's to just many people it's just uh, it was just a job for me uh, there was nothing changed all only the industry changed but the job is always the same you know managing people resolving their issues yeah and you know, helping them better understand the platform educate them how to use that uh, product and how to use use the device so everything just remained changed just the industry changed so you you've been a part of uh well maybe you're maybe you are the growth it seems like you're you've you've been to a couple of places now and they all seem to grow during the period that you're a part of them um socios had uh you know they're a pretty big firm they had a very very large market cap uh, i once upon a time at the peak it was it was staggering um and i remember uh fan tokens uh, being one of those, uh, you know, those niches in in the cryptocurrency space that were actually really interesting to watch because um, I knew there was a big game that had taken place or was going to take place because the tokens would spike around around uh, those games uh, with fans buying them up uh, because of their utility. Um, yes. What uh, what has been your work uh, with Chili's? What have you been working on there? So in the Chile, I'm managing most of the uh, crypto operations. And you know, Chile, we have two products. Uh, one is uh, Socios.com, which is a fan token, uh, you know, uh, utility uh, platforms. Uh, mm-hmm. If you have a fan, you can go there and you can participate in different, you know, fan, F, uh, fan engagement activities, which is happening on the platform. Yeah. And then we have a Chili's X, which is a fan token exchange only dedicated for fan yep. token trading. Yep. So I'm doing most of the their exchange operations, trading uh, and uh, helping them improve, improve the exchange. And also, I am a part of the crypto team, so we are also working on some other cool stuff. Like recently, uh, you know, we are working on launching the Chili's Chain 2.0. So I am. Uh, we are a very small uh, crypto team who is managing most of their crypto operations related to tradings and uh, blockchain, and most of this stuff. So I am most of those stuff managing those operations. Wow. Okay. Um, and uh, I guess like. Your work at Food Panda and Binance must have positioned you well to do this work with Chili's. Uh, it's uh, I will say yes. It definitely connects somehow. Uh, some uh, uh, it's always like from your previous job, whatever you do, it's always helps you in your next job. But it doesn't. Uh, the next job is always different. Uh, you the most of the works I am doing here, I learn on the job. Previously, I didn't knew about fan tokens. Uh, I just continue knowing how to trading everything. Uh, it, it, but my previous experience definitely managing platforms, looking how to improve the things. Who was you know resolving when I was in my even previous two three years, I was managing most of the operations. I was you know uh, identifying how can we improve the operations, who can we make the product better for the users to use the platforms. So this is 
uh, in my current job it's the same uh, it is just a product is a little bit different i'm still you know going into the depth trying to identify the issues bugs and try to improve the product we are focusing on building the product and making uh, for our users to have a, a wonderful experience on our exchange mm. and on our platform mm. you know we've um we've talked a lot about cryptocurrency as um you know in terms of providing like a, a product or a service um and uh you know optimizing that experience and that that service offering and that that value offering um but we know that 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 all happens in in you know there's this big thing that's going on around us and in the background called regulation is that it does that um do you bump into that a lot in the kind of work that you do or, or do you are you strictly more in a technical sense what are your thoughts there so i am uh, more in the technical sense and yeah. as well as helping in making sure that uh, we are you know we are uh, complying all the regulations and the restrictions we are working like mm -hmm. for socials we recently had an uh, authority to offer our services uh, from the spain uh, uh, regulatory authority and some we also have from italy and some other uh, we have some you know uh, approvals to offer our products to the users based over there mm -hmm. i'm not uh, directly involved in those but uh, you know, what my make sure is that once over they provide us the guidelines that we have the approval for this and we need to you know make sure that all we comply all of our uh, you know the requirements which the uh, you know regulatory authority has given so we always make sure that we comply all of those things and we make our products compliant and Hmm. This is what I think I would try to make sure is once we have the, you know, reach the list of requirements we need to fulfill. So we always make mm -hmm. sure we are fulfilling all those requirements. Yeah. Does it, does it feel like it um, gets in the way of the things that you want to do? Like it, it's a limiting force or is it just kind of more of like a, something you just need to adjust and be, and be uh, attentive to and, and it's okay. Also it's, uh the regulations are really good they you know uh without regulations we are not sure you know which things we need to comply and which you know mm -hmm. how to make things up better so regulations help us help any companies you know make the product much more better and improve and it is it is always provide us an opportunity to grow opportunity to you know gain confidence and you know mm -hmm. public confidence some of the uh, in the crypto space, especially, you know, so many things are happening and uh, it, people do different things. So mm -hmm. many projects fail uh, without any regulations and it was uh, very, uh, you know, it's a very hard topic. You need to be, you need to, the more regulations and more you comply, the more you improve your product, you make it more compliant and it's provide mm -hmm. you an opportunity to grow much better. It hmm. doesn't imitate you. It's it's an opportunity to grow. Hmm. Now, I've seen that with a, a company here in Canada called CoinSquare. Um, they've uh, always done things by the books and been careful to follow regulation. And they've built a really fantastic uh, platform here um, that I've used for several years. And they just recently merged with two other platforms, I believe, in Canada. They've all come together. Um, there were times where I, I I felt like maybe they weren't um, moving fast enough or offering enough 
of the cutting edge kind of things that were happening in the space, which I always thought was because they were focused on building, uh, you know, uh, a product that was following along with regulation, but, um, they've, they've done extremely well. Um, what are your, um, thoughts? Do you have any thoughts on credit cards, credit card systems and, and how they all, how they work in all of this? So now, right now, you know, uh, it's a little bit becoming, you know, so the banking crisis is going all over the world. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit collapse, collapsing, you yeah. know, recently what happened with FRC banks and recently mm -hmm. some other banks, they're collapsing because of the liquidity issues. Then they have, people have, especially in the US, you know, the credit system, they have taken too much credit. Recently, they increased their, again, credit line. So yeah. especially in in this space in the banking systems and it has i think so it has gone too far mm. and this is why it's happening now banks are going out of the liquidity and it's uh, it, it isn't working well and mm -hmm. especially especially in the countries which have their they have unlimited credit lines they have you know uh, gone too far it's going to in my opinion uh, I have a different opinions. Like I am from in, uh, I'm a little, uh, from the religious point of view and it's like, it's interest is prohibited in the religion, in our right. religion. Okay. Yep. And, mm -hmm. and we always try to avoid all of the credit products. And we believe mm -hmm. that this is the real root cause of all over the world. Mm -hmm. uh, if you are in debt, your life is, uh, it's a, also a sin and also it's it is something uh, which stops you from growing so mm -hmm. uh, in my personal life i have never used any credit or credit cards and i have never taken a loan on interest base mm -hmm. this is just my personal view mm -hmm. and i also believe that this is uh, this is a very limiting it only helps rich people get much mm -hmm. richer using mm -hmm. the money of the other people's Mm -hmm. So it is not just good for the whole society all over the world. Mm -hmm. Maybe I I might be wrong or something, but you know, every people have different opinions and views of different things. So this is just my yeah. Answer. No, I I I I I don't think you're totally wrong. <laughs> I I I've had concerns about, and I've used a lot of credit in my life, and and uh, I used it to get my education to get through my education to to go to school and and maybe um and maybe my life would have been different if i uh you know had chosen to um save the money first to go to school or found other ways to to get uh through education um but uh i also have a lot of consumer debt a lot of stuff that i just bought that i didn't need just wanted and um there's a lot of suffering that, that i'm that i'm going through still and, and I, probably I, for many more years as a result people i was you know reading different stories in especially in us people took so much credit and then they spent the rest of their life even after graduation just paying back the debt yes, once they yeah. pay back that they are just their life is just over they're like more than 50 and they're about to retire and they they spend their whole life just paying back the debt to get the education to mm -hmm. earn the amount, pay back the interest to the banks. So they yeah. all of their whole life is just working for the banks, making yeah. them more, much richer mm -hmm. and spend the whole life in misery. So mm. 
and i have also seen some stories you know people are some people are really good in in this stuff they they uh, if you think from the other point of view they keep their money invested in some other stuffs and all of uh, from which they generate the revenue yep. but their their the recent their daily life their daily life they use banks money through credit cards to you know fulfill their basic needs but they keep kept their uh, others money into somewhere from which they generate so mm-hmm. if you have a you know good savings uh, you are getting good returns on those savings so instead of getting say keeping those savings in the banks for liquidation and getting credit mm-hmm. it's better to keep those, those invested once you have a more return than your interest yes. then maybe go yeah. further yeah as part of a more comprehensive more uh, holistic uh, str- uh, financial plan as opposed to i want those shoes here's my credit card and i, I get them now yeah <laughs> and i'm sure that a lot of i mean a lot of people also very likely used credit cards to buy as an on-ramp for cryptocurrency right like uh that was one of, that's one of the ways that people can get in into uh, cryptocurrency if they if they don't want to use uh, bank accounts to move cash yeah. if they can't do that if there's not an option but things are changing rapidly like the on ray rails are are developing very quickly um, so things are changing no, I, I, every country except China maybe you can yeah. buy uh, using credit or debit card or using yes. cash yeah it's yeah just easier adoption yeah. rate has been much more increased so mm-hmm. even in Canada, US, or any country, you can buy cryptocurrency really easily. You don't need to use only credit cards or, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, so, so is there any, are, are you, have you um, spent any time uh, thinking about like uh, the metaverse or VR spaces or these kinds of like economies that are, that are being created, right? and yeah. the kinds of monetary system, systems that they might use. Have you given any thought to that at all? Uh, I am not very expert in the metaverse space, but I have okay. been studying about this and uh, I feel like it has a lot of potential. You know, the way the world was changing, especially in the pandemic, it has a huge boost because people were saying everything is going to change. People are just going to, you know, mm-hmm. go to the metaverse space. So. A lot of people started coming into this space and trying to build something, but it, I think, so it requires a lot of time, and mm. uh, it takes time to improve. Gradually, it will happen. The way the world are developing now, you know, uh, people are. It's it's just a better way. Just like the cryptocurrencies are better than fiat currencies. Yeah. So gradually people are adapting the cryptocurrencies now the better way to work is through the virtual spaces you can just work from your you know from your home you know you can just stay with your family and like for me uh for you like i have been, i've been moved to another country just for the purpose of work for the better jobs so if i am working mm-hmm. in my home country i'm staying with my family and so you know virtual spaces i'm able to connect really well we you know i have seen some of the project in the metaverse they have created a you know very good platform to interact with your managers your clicks so it's uh, one part it's a uh, uh, very good and I think so it will someday, someday it will, it will, it might take, take some time, but someday mm-hmm. you will see a lot of the companies coming into the metaverse. Recently I was seeing, uh, I was, I just saw a post of some persons who was working with, I think so Unilever, they have hired him for, 
they have created a role for person to create in the metaverse like yes it was yeah. it, it was a little bit uh, thinking wow what the unilever is doing in the metaverse yeah. so means companies are thinking about oh yeah it, yeah yeah there's lots company. yeah lots Facebook, of big companies Facebook, yeah meta, meta, you know they have invested yes. a lot yeah. of but recently due to the investors uh, concerns and they were losing money because it takes time to build something so yes I know there's to... so much people are so hard on Mark right now, yeah. you know, and, this, and that he's losing yeah, all this money. Like, like, like yeah. from 320 to like 92. Yes. Yeah. US 92 just because of their metaverse strategy. But now as they quit the strategy, uh, maybe they have quit on the top, on the front end, which we know. And they have came back to like 220, 230 shares is trading right now. Yeah. But uh, they are still, I, I, I'm sure they are still like, they have invested a lot of money. I'm sure they must be still working on the metaverse in the back end. Yeah. They might yeah. not be investing that much yeah. more, which was yeah. investing before, but mm -hmm. they're still trying to build something in the back end. Right. And yeah. Things coming in the next phase. Yeah. Well, there's a huge user base that they have, right? So once it's, yeah. once it's all up and running and everything comes together, they just flick a switch and they can onboard like, one billion people so <laughs> they have they have some metaverse product if you go to the you know uh you can uh if you now go to the facebook you can change your profile picture as an app right uh, yes there's know, some yeah integration happening yeah yes. yeah they are background pictures uh walking avatars who are working yep. you know doing some of the steps so i mean it's it's building it's connecting everything you know dots are connecting yeah so so on that note then um you know, thinking about uh, students in, in school, you know, in, in, in universities and colleges and, and uh, you know, they're thinking about the opportunities that are, that are five to 10 years from now when they finish schooling. And there's a lot of, um, as we, as I said earlier, there's a lot of negative uh, media coverage uh, around blockchain, around crypto, even around the metaverse. It's a lot, there's a lot of doom and gloom. There's a lot of like, there's no future here. It's very dark. Of course, Apple is maybe releasing AR glasses in six weeks. Uh, so maybe that will change everyone's tunes. Uh, you know, everything will be okay then because there's an Apple product. But um, from your perspective, um, what, what, what do you see if, if, if I'm a, a student who's doing a, a program in computing or commerce or in, and thinking about, you know, where to go in the future, did I, did I miss it? Is it over? Is blockchain finished? Is cryptocurrency finished or is, are we just beginning? So I think so what are the, one of the biggest misconceptions about uh, blockchain when it comes to blockchain people only see cryptocurrency as a trading tool mm -hmm. they see as a fluctuation way to become a quick rich you yes. know money just like invest the price go up we become this we make this much money all this to the moon right <laughs> just to, to the moon just to make money yeah. uh, if you go a little bit behind if you try to understand what the what is the blockchain technology how can how can you know it how it is resolving the issues of transparency who is it resolving mm -hmm. you know i you are stay, sitting in canada i am sitting in malta how how it is connecting people all around the world without you know having their 
resolving the issues of you know transparencies and you know belief on each others and how it is connecting around the world how much opportunity it is providing for people who is uh, sitting in one corner of the world and then the other corner of the world blockchain is connecting them and they are you know interacting with each others with fully confidence so this is uh, this is a truly decentralized world so they also need to understand how the blockchain is shaping the future around the world what is this technology i'm sure any of the students or any of the person who start understanding the reading about blockchain how it uh, the different you know applicability of blockchain what can blockchain do what is you know the technology behind they will start thinking oh this is this is what is going to shape the whole industry yeah. so you if you see uh, there are so many companies who are using who started using blockchain as a you know in their daily business needs to resolve their different types of issues in supply chain in finance yes supply chain yeah yes in supply, supply chain in finance and in you know our trading and so many businesses and tokenization has an open another new you know revenue uh, mm. and new streams and you know decentralized organizations new concepts are coming how you know you can build up fully decentralized organizations controlled by decentralized you know people it's it's evolving it is like we have not seen even like the 5 or 10% the growth which will happen in the next futures how it will change the whole world in my view it's like currently we have only like a maximum 5 or 10% the true potential of blockchain the still everything the big things are still to come so wow uh, so it's, it's still uh, early. Yes, we are still in very early. So all yeah. you need to do is instead of going to the trading, just go into the trading part. Just instead of going to the trading part, just start learning about it. Yeah. Get to know what it what it is and what are their features, how what blockchain can do. So once you understand that technology, then you will see. And there, it's a huge uh, even growth opportunity. Just like just two years, it has changed my life forever. I am just a you know it's a, just a two years working in this space and uh, inshallah I believe that I will spend rest of my you know the professional career I have working in this space because for me I was thinking about choosing the right industry because if you pick the right industry the industry you know you grow so I have now chosen this industry where I will spend most of my life as a professional working. And it 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 has changed my life. It can definitely change every anyone's life who is interested in learning it. And you know, that's great. I'm gonna play that clip for my students next time that I'm teaching blockchain technologies. <laughs> I fully agree. You know, look past same thing with NFTs. Look past the pictures. Look past the look at what the tech can do, and yes. it'll blow your mind. And then suddenly you'll see how it it's gonna be. Just we are early still. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Afzal, this has been such a really incredible uh, time together. Thank you so much. I've really Thanks. enjoyed speaking with it's you and, and hearing your story. Um, <laughs> is there anything you want to share before we sign off? Uh, yes, I think so. Currently, uh, uh, in uh, our space, in the you know uh, the country we are working, uh, we just we are about to recently. I'm just giving a little bit of information about Chili's. So previously, uh, Chile was an ERC-20 token issued on Ethereum blockchain and uh, fan tokens was issued on the Chile stain. Uh, and now we are uh, issuing a Chile stain 2.0 uh, where we will have all the fan tokens on Chile stain 
as well as a chili's token will also be on a chili's chain so uh, previously you know erc20 tokens had a little bit high you know gas fees gas. so oh uh, the so, gas <laughs> yeah <laughs> fees is much higher on erc so now the chili's token will also be on our own chain and Great. So many other startups uh, who are currently trying to build, especially in the Web3 sport, they are now they are now building. They started building on the Chili Strain 2.0. So this is how it will transform, and it will offer much more opportunities for different companies, where, especially in the sports industry, to come and build on our chain, and especially for the whole ecosystem which we are trying to build. Okay. And I'm really excited for the next, you know, big things which are coming. So um, there's opportunity for entrepreneurs to to be a part of the ecosystem. Yes, it's uh, okay. If, if anyone who is interesting to building the product, they have any great idea, uh, they can just come on our event platform. They can submit their proposal, and we can just help them with any sources and everything to build, uh, especially in, in the sports industry if they're trying to you know sports entertainment and. I mean, uh, we are just trying to build, uh, offer our, uh, you know, different proposal we're trying to build. We are offering them fully sports and resources, all they need to build anything. Okay, great. I'll, um, I'll get a link from you and put it in the show notes for people who are listening. Um, wow, such a great honor to, to meet you and have your time today, Absal. Thank you so much. Uh, I hope Thank you so have a, a wonderful evening and, and uh, I look forward to seeing uh, new projects coming out soon. Yeah, yeah, sure. Have a great night. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye.